G'day punters, welcome to Victims of the Punt. We have day two of the championships from an underwater rand week, but uh, nonetheless we'll find a few winners as long as the races go ahead on Saturday. They will go ahead at some point, I'm sure, but Mark Sheen, Mark Roden here to help me find some of the better bets on this card. Mark Sheen, I'll start with yourself. Uh, look, we, I mean, we saw how the, the track handled on, at Canterbury there on Wednesday, and it was just uh, impossible. Um, what are we thinking for Randwick on Saturday? Yeah, well, uh, we've had another downpour this morning, but now the rain, the, the, the sun has come out. So um, I don't know, it seems to be three seasons in one at the moment. Um, so just fingers crossed that we keep getting a break. And um, they've inspected the track this morning, apparently safe to race. So um, even if they were considering switching to Newcastle, it was belting down there last night, just watching the football. So probably wouldn't have been a great deal better there either. Did they end up getting the helicopters in, or was that just some sort of weird April Fool's joke? I'm not sure about that. The old helicopter and super sopper days might be finished, I think. Yeah, I would have thought so. Mark Roden, welcome. Uh, what are you expecting the track to do if it's uh, bottomless and uh, rail four metres? Yeah, I mean, they called it heavy nine last week, and it was it was really a 10 on times. It was it was still very, very wet. I mean, they, they got a nice day last Saturday, and the track raced fine, but have no doubt about it, it was really wet and it looks like it's going to be wetter again tomorrow. Uh, it's coped remarkably well considering all the rain, but I, even though the rail's gone out four, I expect that we'll see a similar pattern to last week in that, you know, they weren't winning out of inside gates uh, last week at, at any start and I expect I expect it will be hard to do that again. We are going to preview races five through nine, so that's the four group ones, but we'll start with the Arrowfield, which is race five, the group two over 1,200 metres, the market has in the Congo as the $2.90 favourite from Mazu, best available $4, Pulele $4.20, and then $15 for Bacchanalia and Generation. Mark Chen, I'll start with yourself. Did anything take your eye here in the Arrowfield? Um, look, I like him the Congo. I'm not sure about the price now, getting in a bit skinny. I did like him at uh, the better odds uh, earlier in the week. I thought um, the three odds were harshly handicapped in that Galaxy with 56 uh, he probably earned it, I suppose, winning a, a golden rose. But, um, you know, it was a big weight for a three-year-old in a galaxy. Um, Overpass has come out of that race and um, he's run OK uh, in the TJ Smith last week, uh, finishing alongside Paul Laley, who does look a main danger here. Look, I think Mazu's probably up against it a little bit. I know we've been on his back his last couple of starts, but um, just looking at the horses he's beaten and the runs that he's got... Um, he may have got all favours his last couple of starts, even though he's paraded uh, beautifully and much better than last preparation. But I think this might be another level that he's got to go to. But uh, Barry Nine might actually be a blessing in disguise. Depends on what Mautai does here. If he jumps and run, I reckon in the Congo can just slot in behind him. And uh, I do like in the Congo. But as I said, I think 290 is probably rock bottom. OK. Mark Roden? Yeah, I've been a bit asleep at the wheel myself here as well. I thought he was a great bet at around 373.80, which is, is the first final field price. I think he was even bigger than that all in. Um, yeah, I've got him about $3, so I can't back him at 280. He's just kept shortening. He was 360-odd yesterday. He's 310 this morning. Now he's shortened again in the last hour or so. He's, just, he's the one they want, and it's easy to see why. He's a great run in the galaxy. And under these weight conditions, he looks really well placed. Um, I think Marzu is the danger because he's a... Real proven wet tracker and great racing style will be in the front half of the field, not leading. Um, and get and I think gate nine's good for him. I think he'll get to the middle of the track. I think he'll get his chance again. Uh, I've got to have in the Congo ahead of him though. 
And Paul Lilly, yeah, he's, he's the other obvious chance in the race. I've got a bit of a gap to the rest, to be honest, but um, the market doesn't see it very differently, unfortunately. Interesting there with Paul Lilly, Mark, with the quick backup. He's, he's a horse who in the past has seemed to race better on the fresh side, but um, and, they, and they're backing him up a week after the TJ. Uh, yeah, I mean, I suppose... In theory, uh, having a you know a run against the older horses seven days prior on a track this wet is good fitness-wise, but whether it suits this particular animal uh, remains to be seen. Let's have a look at the Oaks, race six, over 2,400 metres, the group one. Gypsy Goddess is the current market-elect only, just narrowly, narrowly though, $4.20, from Honey Creeper at $4.40, Hinged is four sixty. Pink Ivory is six fifty, and then everything else as well into double figures, starting with Biscayne Bay, El Patroness, and Lavilli around that seventeen eighteen dollar mark. Mark Sheen, did you find anything here in the Oaks? Look, I think the best lead-up run is the Vinery, which was run at Newcastle, um, but it was a very slowly run race, and I think that Gypsy Goddess and uh, Pink Ivory were disadvantaged greatly by a very slowly run race in the sprint home only. So I'm going their way in the race. Um, Pink Ivory, I think, was disadvantaged by that race being shortened from 2000 to 1850. I think she gets her chance stepping out to 2400 metres. She won at Newcastle on a heavy track uh, prior to that last run. Um, McDonald in the saddle, she looks like she'll run the trip right out to me, as does Gypsy Goddess. So I think they were beaten soundly in that race, but the tempo was just hopelessly against them, in my opinion. Hinged is going to get a great run again. Not sure if she'll run the trip. Um, and Honey Creeper. Look, she was beaten in the Tassie Oaks. I know she looked impressive the other day, but Fairdingham, they were midweekers that she beat. Um, and I think at the price, she's short enough now. Okay. Mark Roden, did you have any angle here? Uh, yeah, I have an opinion, but it's not a strong one. Gee, that, Honey Prep is really the one they've backed, isn't it? I, I thought she'd get a hell of a long way back, as well as being up in class. Uh, look, I mean, as always in Oaks's and quite often Derby's too, there's a lot of rubbish in this race and she'll be back with some, you know, roadblocks from 15. I assume they go straight back again. So um, she's going to have a work cut out. I said I did like her last 100 last week, but, I, I mean, she's she's equal favourite. That's that's too short for me. I lean Gypsy Goddess. Um, yeah, look, the way the race panned out, she was given no chance at Newcastle. She's got a very soft win in the distance range over 2200 in Brisbane around Christmas time. Um, obviously, they would have earmarked this race from that time onward. And I think she deserves to be favourite. And I think $4.20 is okay. It's not a screaming bet, it's a little value bet, though, I think, Gypsy Goddess. The one thing that did concern me is she wasn't actually taking ground off Hinged and Fangirl in the last 50 metres or 100. I, I just, to be completely bullish on her, I would have liked to see her running through the line a bit better than she did. But that said, the tempo was completely against her. I'm fairly confident she'll run the trip out, whereas I think that's a big question mark on Hinged, who's very similar odds to her. So, look, I think from 11, they'll be a bit more proactive. They won't be just going straight back. And I think Pike will just try and get in midfield somewhere, which should be possible. And like I said earlier, I think a, a mid-wide gate is probably ideal, the way the track's going to play tomorrow. Uh, and I agree with Mark and the market. The Pink Ivory is very much the uh, the other wide chance in the race. Um, yeah, it, it, as 2,400-metre horses go, I think, Gypsy Goddess and Pink Ivory are the two I would link to, yeah. Okay. All right, race seven is the Sydney Cup, 3,200 metres, and Stockman is current favourite at $5 from Crystal Pegasus at $6.50. You've got Muncie's and Surefire and Chalkstream all at, and Knight's Order. They're all at $10. Uh, no compromises, 12 with Shiraz at 13 The Chosen One at 14 It sort of just slowly goes upwards from there. Mark Shane, any 
fancy here in the Sydney Cup? Oh, tough race, mm. tough race. Uh, you could probably back five in it and, and miss the winner. Look, uh, Stockman's a very good wet tracker. What, she had seven runs in the heavy for four wins, two seconds, and the only unplaced was uh, a last at wait for age over a mile, which wouldn't have suited him. So he didn't finish all that far behind very elegant and due and figured over in Montefilia. So, look, he's got the credentials for the wet. I think No Compromise did a great job the other day. He was written out of his comfort zone and uh, he'll handle the wet. Uh, look, I would have emptied on this sure fire if the track hadn't been a complete bog. I know he won on the heavy uh, two starts ago, but um, he's a big, heavy-looking fast net rock, and uh, I think he'd be better on a drier surface. But um, I think he's had a great preparation, and just looking at his runs overseas, he looked very dour. So I think the 3200's going to suit him. So I've got it down to those three. Um, I'm definitely going to back Stockman and definitely going to have something on those other two as well at... Uh, Double figure odds, but again, I could have, mightn't even back a place getter there. Mark Roden, what are you thinking? Yeah, it's that sort of race. The betting suggested too. Yeah, I, I underlined about Surefire myself. I um, I ended up saying no. I mean, it was about fourteen dollars yesterday too, and mm. I'm, I'm not backing it now. I just thought, well, look, this is one that certainly has another level in it. Uh, just whether it's going to do it under these conditions and with this jockey, I'm just put the brakes on a little bit for me. Uh, it could come out, and, I mean, you could say this about a lot of them. It could come out and win without surprising at all, but I, I've decided to go round it. Um, had a bit, I, I think Knight's Order's going really well, just keeps leading and fighting on really well. I mean, uh, I imagine uh, something gets past him again in the, in the last 100, but uh, $10, I could spec him. Stockman, the obvious, but I think 4-1 to one in a field this size is no great spoil. I, I wanted to find Crystal Pegasus, but dealing with a heavy track and... Uh, even though wide gates will be okay, you know, the, you know, this sort of starts out of the shoot, and you're going to have to find a spot early from gate 18. That's not going to be uh, any easy task for Jamie Carr. Uh, Chalk Stream had a wide trip in the same race as Surefire, and no compromise last start. Um, that was a good run. Um, can't take anything really away from no compromise either. Yeah, we could be here all day. Um, yeah, no, no clear opinion. Stockman's actually my top pick, but closer to six fifty, uh, and I think Knight's all has a little bit of value, but it won't be a won't be a high spend race. That's for sure. For sure. Okay. Race eight is the Queen Elizabeth, two thousand meter Group One, and very elegant is favourite. Three dollars twenty from Animote five, Zaki's five fifty, Montefilia's six fifty, as is Duas, and I'm Thunderstruck is thirteen dollars. Mark Sheen, it's a fascinating race. What's your opinion on which very elegant turns up? Well, I've just gone back and had a look at her lead-up uh, for the last two years. She was beaten in the Queen Elizabeth by a day the last two years. She'd won both lead-up races going into that uh, impressively. Uh, and now she's coming into a off a run at Rose Hill where she looked fairly unimpressive, really. She was pretty safely held there by Montefiore and never really looked like winning. So at the price, I couldn't back her. Um, I'm going for Animo. Um, I know the figures weren't as good as Monophilia's race the other day, but I think this has just been a time preparation uh, to peak for a race like this. And uh, I think you'll be hard to beat. And I think Jouet is the danger, and I'm betting around very illing. Okay. Mark Roden. Yeah, look, just an intriguing race to price. So what is she, 320 or so? Basically, all of your pricing is the probability of her pulling out a run like she did on Melbourne Cup Day. Because if she does that, she wins. And if she doesn't, I would say she won't win. 
it's either it's one or the other. Um, and the market's saying somewhere around a 30% chance of that happening. I'd say it's about half that. I've, to be honest, I've marked a $7, but I don't know. I mean, every race you try to price, you're trying to uh, assess uncertainty. You don't have access to all the factors in any case, but this one is more tricky than most. Um, I think Chris Wallace said he suspected she's ready to go to another level, and he'd know better than most. Maybe she's been working well. I don't know. But I, I, look, just as a betting you know, event, I've got to say no. And just if she wins, she wins. He's just got to cop that on the chin. Um, she's certainly good enough to, but I'm around her. I'm with Animo. Again, the figures went there last night. We said this in the, re the review show after that Rose Hill Guineas win, but it was certainly the win of a horse that had another level in him. Yeah. Um, he's got a great pace of performance. As he's, you know, been beaten a lip in a cox plate and pro uh, protested unsuccessfully. He's won the Guineas by four. I mean, he's got all the credentials to say he can do a figure that's going to win a race like this and win it pretty comfortably, especially with a little weight pull for the three-year-old. I'm with him. Uh, I don't know if G-Race wants heavy 11. That's my knock on her, if, if I had one. Um, so the one I'm, I'm saving on is Montefilia, who I think is just a great wet tracker. Taking things at face value, very elegant ran up to beat her last start, and Montefilia just brained it, absolutely killed it. So, you know, one's 320 and one's 650 or something. So that's that's an easy saver for me to have. But I'm... It's been a big drifter, but I'm I'm pretty keen on Animo at the price. I think he's a good bet at 550. It's a fascinating race. I can't wait to see what the market does with it late. I think that's going to be half the fun of watching that race unfold. It's just, uh, they could probably go two or three different ways. As you said, I've got Montefiore yeah. clearly as a bet um, because she even posted that figure, same track and distance last preparation, which I actually did at the last yeah. start. So it's, um, yeah. you, you sort of give her a little bonus there, but look, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, if the market really crushed Animo or, or very elegant. And then you're just sitting there with your tickets and just hoping that, um, they're not right, You're but not. <laughs> we'll wait and see. Um, speaking of fascinating, race nine is the queen of the turf, the group one over the mile, and Colette is favourite at $3.90 from Ice Bath at $5.50. Yonce is seven, Fangio 11, uh, Lighthouse and Promise of Success around that $13, $14 mark, and then out to Ana Visto at 19 Mark Sheen, I'll start with yourself. Oh, the old girlfriend's back in the good books, Ice Bath. Um, good run last week. Probably raced a bit closer than I thought, and she may not get a similar run here from uh, barrier number 15, uh, depending on how the track plays, but that might be a blessing in disguise where she's drawn if she can just sit back and sweep. She's got a great uh, record at the Randwick Mile. Um, she won one day there on a heavy track by as far as you can kick your hat and run second in a Doncaster, should have won an Epsom, third in a Doncaster, so it uh, does seem to be a track and distance that she does like, so she'll get conditions to suit, um, you know, to, good to see her back on track because a couple of runs uh, have been a bit disappointing, but that was a much better run last week, and um, I think she'll handle the backup okay. Collette, obviously, uh, is a good, very good wet tracker as well, but um, getting in a little bit skinny now, price-wise, um, I don't know where you look away from that. So I'm backing Ice Bath in race nine. Mark Roden? Um, yeah, Collette and Ice Bath is the market suggests. And now I was, I was originally going to say no bet here, but they're starting to separate a bit in price, these two. Um, $6 in places, Ice Bath, which is, which is backable, I think, now. Uh, I was on her last week. She ran as well as she could, and if she goes up to that level, she's right in this as well. Colette, obviously, the one to beat. Uh, look, Yonsei's $6. It, if they're not winning out of gate one, it, it could run 20s, to be quite honest with you. I think it's taking up far too much percentage. 
Um, the one I might save on is uh, an old mate of Mark's, actually, Promise of Success. Now, I know she's one in a blanket finish in weaker grade up at Newcastle, but I like the way she attacks the line. If she'd drawn, uh, she's drawn four. I prefer her drawn 14, to be honest, because that's her racing style, kept down the middle. But she's got Hugh Bowman. I'm sure he'll be uh, aware of what the pattern's like, and um, I think she's worth a small save. Um, at good odds, $13 plus. Um, should be a saver only with the, the main bet on Ice Bath at around $6. All right, that brings us to the end of the preview. I'll get your best plays on the great card, day two of the championships. Mark Sheen, I'll start with yourself. Yeah, look, I, look, I think it's a tricky day. Um, we're, we're not sure how the track's going to play, but we're assuming that, you know, they're going to sweep from the back. Look, I thought Wonderbar had a chance uh, in the last year. I know she is coming back in distance, but um, these bog conditions really play into her hands, even though... She has drawn in a little bit close there in uh, barrier number three, but I think just at the price at the moment, um, if we're going to end up with a you know a ten to twelve heavy track, um, I think uh, she's worth a play on an each way basis. Um, but uh, hoping that she can get away from the inside there in the last tricky day. All right, Mark Roden, your best. Uh, I'm mine's in the same race. It's number eight, Emanate. Um, brilliant winner. Track distance on wet last start. Um, I think she's the one to beat in that race. I thought, yeah, I take my thought about Wonderbar. The, the inside gate put me off. Nothing. One inside gate three last week. Inside gate four, sorry. So um, I, I was just a little bit against her because of that uh, factor. I think it's the reason I want to bet in the race is I think Bolucci Babe is too short. Look, it ran well in the TJ Smith, but you know, I was closing off. They were entitled to the, the leaders were. Nature's Trip and Eduardo were running, ran slow last 200s. So that might have been a bit misleading to the eye. Um, she's a good horse. She's a good wet tracker. She's in the race, but she's not a 5-2 to two chance in this field. For mine, therefore, Emanate, a good bet for me at around 5.50. Uh, she was bigger than that um, previously, too. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you very much to you both. We'll join Rob Scurry on Monday to review the meeting from Randwick, but until then, guys, go well. Enjoy the weekend. Thank you. Thanks, mate.